Don't get mad that you sent me here. God saw ahead and was trying to preserve you so that your life will not be destroyed. So I was sent ahead of you to prepare a place for you and to prepare food ahead of you, okay, to make provisions for your sustenance because of the seven-year famine that will come. It's very important that you know that everything happens for a reason. All things are working together for your good. You realize that where you are at the moment might not be where you want to be. But everything in life is by stages, processes upon processes. Imagine if the cake, why it is yet butter, right? The flour and the butter mixed together and make the egg is complaining that I'm not yet a cake. I want to be a cake, I'm not a cake. You are in the process of becoming a king, there is a process to it, is that right? When Joseph was in Egypt, it was the process. He had a dream, he had a vision. That's the end point of where he was going. But there is a process that takes you from where you are to where you are going. So, for Joseph, he later understood, didn't understand it at the beginning. And many of us do not understand the reason for our process in the beginning. And that's why sometimes we complain with not knowing that there is an end in sight. There's a process. And that process is what moves you into places that you don't really like. May I remind you that before a cake becomes a cake, it must go through the fire, through the oven, is that right? And kept there for long, before it becomes desirable enough for people to eat it. It's a process. You go through the oven sometimes, you go through the fire sometimes, because there is an end in time. Without the fire, you cannot become. Gratitude juice out lessons from adversity. If you are grateful, you are going to see the lessons in your adversity. It's complaint that makes us blind to it. It's gratitude that shows us that there is lessons in adversity. So you are in your process of becoming. There's no complaint about that. The Christ yourself, I'm in my process of becoming. I may not be where I want to be, but I'm on the path to becoming. So Joseph told them finally that, oh, we finally realized. You guys didn't send me here. Saying for many years I was angry at you that, oh, you guys, you sold me into slavery. Now I saw that slavery was the pathway. To my prosperity. That's what some of you, even if you are students, you see. Now I saw that the ASU strike was my pathway to divine connection. Now I saw that the strike was the pathway to the building of my faith. Hallelujah. Joseph might have hated Egypt. I don't want to be in Egypt. What am I doing in Just like some of us are complaining about the different places that we are now. Some people complain that oh, I'm still in Nigeria. You don't complain about where you are. Just in case you don't know, God is also particular about where you are. He's the one that told Isaac to stay in the land of the Philistines. Is that right? So God can tell you where to stay. So don't go to Egypt. Stay in the land that I will show you, and it happens to be the land of the Philistines. And he said, Isaac sold in that land. And God had told them, 
stay in the land. So where you stay is very important to God. Joseph might hate Egypt, but that was where his destiny lies. And for many years he stayed there. God knows how many years he spent in prison. But while he stayed there, suddenly the reason for his being in Egypt begins to manifest, begins to come alive. Sometimes if you do not um, be quiet from complaining, it will blind you for seeing the reason of where you are. Joseph began to look into other people's problems. He began to solve problems. He began to make himself useful. That's why we are declaring that we are alive. That's why we are saying that we are for the salvation of men. He looked at the two servants of Pharaoh that were sent there. If Joseph had been thinking about himself, oh, look at me, I'm in prison by false accusation. I was sentenced wrongly for being in prison. After I was tried, there was nobody that stood with me. Oh, poor me, poor me, look at my life. My father is wealthy, but look at where I find myself today. My brother, be. if that was what he was thinking about, he would not have asked those two servants, why are you sad? He takes someone that has come to the place of self-motivation to accept the circumstances around him now. Not to bow to it. There's a difference between accepting circumstances and bowing under pressure. There's a difference. Accepting circumstances is that I recognize this is where I am now, but I will not submit to my state. It's different from getting bowed down and saying, oh, there is no hope for me. There's a difference. So Joseph accepted his circumstances and said, oh, this is in the prison that I am now. But while he was in the prison, he was not bowing down under the pressure of the prison. His mind was not in prison. His joy was not in prison. His emotions were not in prison. And we've seen that in Paul, that you can be in prison and your mind can be free. There are many people who are not in prison, but their minds are in prison. There are many people who are not in prison, and their emotions and their peace and their joy is in prison. Hallelujah. So, Joseph was there, and Joseph had, had grown the feeling of hopelessness and helplessness. He looked at the other people that were sad, and said, why are you sad? What is the problem with you? And they told him that this happened, that happened. And he interpreted the dream. You see, some of us, we are gunning for big things, right? And everyone should gun for big things. We should aim for big things. Apply yourself to the small things. That's the mistake many of us make. We are waiting for the big things to come so that we can prove that we know our onions. So that we can apply ourselves. You apply yourself to the small things. Joseph never knew that perhaps they would be interpreting the dreams of kings, did he? He only applied himself to answer the question of what? Of prisoners. Who most likely were going to be executed? He just applied his key to the little things at that time. No wonder the Bible says that whatsoever your hands find doing. He said, do it with all your might. Put all your attention to it. You are going that, oh, my ministry will be in California. But right now, 
your administrative acumen is very low. You're dreaming that one day when I have my business is big and whatever, that oh, on that day I will have my accountants, my auditors, but now you don't have a statement of accounts. You don't have a profit and loss account for your business. Why are you kidding? You are applying yourself to the little things now. It is the character that you form for the little things that will sustain you for the big things. If you don't have character of waking up early, right now for your own business, to do the needful, don't let me deceive you. You can't grow up and say, when the business is boom, that's when I'll be waking up early. It's a lie. You apply yourself to the little things. It's in the little things that characters are formed. In the big things, characters are displayed. But in the little things, characters are formed. Praise God. And that's the lesson that Joseph learned. But my focus for this morning is that Joseph said that God has kept me here to preserve you. What is going to happen in the days to come? We are seeing the signs all around us. In Egypt, God prepared Joseph seven years ahead of the family. Is that right? God was already showed Pharaoh what was going to happen. Seven years of plenty seven years of famine. The impact of the famine is going to be greater than the success of their prosperity. The famine came and it ate off everything that they had if they had not planned. The famine was so mighty, the impact was nominal that it will sweep away every kind of success that they have gained in seven years. That's how severe that famine is. God prepared the king Gave the king the, the vision, the plan. But nobody could interpret it except Joseph. Joseph is the one who understood. But see, the king had the vision. Joseph was responsible for interpreting the vision and also giving them what to do. The king did not know what to do. So there's wisdom there. So even though when he interpreted it, he now gave wisdom. Because there's one thing for you to have interpreted it. Seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. That's all. That's all Joseph needs to do. But Joseph went further beyond telling them this is coming. He told them this is how to prepare for this. This is the solution through it. Hallelujah. I'm going to read Genesis chapter 47, verse 15. And when money failed in the land of Egypt and in the land of Canaan, I want you to notice these two places. And when money failed in the land of Egypt and also in the land of Canaan, all the Egyptians came unto Joseph and said, Give us bread, for why should we die in thy presence? For the money failed. Money failed. Money failed. And Joseph said, Give your cattle and I will give you for your cattle if money fails. So if money is fair, money is worthless. That's what it means. When money fails, money is worthless. Money loses its value. Today, what do we call that? We call that inflation. When five naira has lost its value, there's nothing you can buy with five naira. When ten naira loses its value, today the least biscuit that you can probably buy now is at twenty naira or at fifty naira. So that means that Tenera has lost its value too. 
and 20 Naira is on his way out. That's what it means. Money is losing value. We see that the Bible says here that money lost its value. As a result of famine, money lost its value in Egypt and also in Canaan. I want you to know something here this morning. That the Bible did tell us that Canaan is a land flowing with milk and honey. Before the Jews went there, Canaan was the land that flowed with milk and honey. Egypt was the, was the, was the bedrock of civilization. What a prosperous place. But yet, because of the famine that came, money failed. The people started complaining that we will go hungry because of what? Inflation. May you understand what I'm saying this morning? For every of our listeners, may you come to the terms of it. The signs of these things are everywhere. I just don't think that many of us are probably much more aware. And many of us are blaming the leadership of the nation. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more from Ten Divine Ministries. You can download more messages from our Telegram channel via the link c.ma forward slash TVM Media. For inquiries and partnerships, please send a mail to cwineministry77 at gmail.com or call 070 Thank you and God bless you.